But yeah, it was completely new. I showed it for my first day of pre-orientation and without against without knowing, I was asked out by the son of a very famous celebrity. And I just didn't know. Hey, college kids. Welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Estelle. So if you could introduce yourself. Yeah, of course. Um, My name is Estelle Reardon, and I'm from a tiny four square mile town in Maine called Ogunkwit. I'm at the University of Chicago now. I'm a junior double majoring in economics and creative writing. I'm also in a program where I take uh, classes at Booth School of Business and um that's that's me so we have to start with the like very very basics you know maybe even before high school what expectations were put on you by anybody your yourself family friends what expectations were put on you in terms of education were you always expected to be a high achiever were you expected to go to a top school so what was like the dynamic there growing up yeah so i have dyslexia and adhd so I started out in um, kind of the special help program of my school. My parents never really expected anything from me. But at the same time, um, I was reading above my level and I ended up in the gifted program for that. So it was always kind of in an in-between place where I thought I could do more and I wanted to do more. I was also bullied a bit when I was young for being in the special help program. And I guess I kind of had a chip on my shoulder because of that um, and kind of worked really hard until I got to the point where I could be bullied for being smart. (laughs) And having dyslexia and ADHD, how did that affect your performance in school? Um, I found a lot of different ways of studying, a lot of different ways of doing things. And I feel like it was almost an advantage. Like I have very mild dyslexia. Um, and like once I got to high school, I feel like it was almost an advantage and that I taught myself different ways of doing things and different ways of looking at problems. But when it came to standardized tests, it was a disaster. Like I took the SAT like 15 times, almost never finished it, which the ACT took it a bunch of times. And it was really depressing and difficult to deal with. Um, We couldn't petition the college board for um, extra time because it would take too much money and too much time. And we were just kind of behind the curve on that. Mm -hmm. So, but in terms of like, let's go for GPA and then we can talk about your standardized testing. So in terms of GPA, like all of it, did you take any of those advanced APs, IBs, honors classes, you know, throughout high school? And then what did your GPA end up being in the end, both unweighted and weighted? Yeah. So I took every AP um, that I had available to me and ended up with nine in the end. I can't remember which ones exactly, but I did like AP chemistry, AP physics, AP bio, um, AP euro, AP lang, AP, like all of like the bread and butter, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was like the only honors thing. And I graduated with a 4.0 um, and I was the valedictorian. I don't know what it was unweighted. I think it was like a 99.8. Well, that was very, very, very impressive there. And with your AP test, was it also the same as your other standardized tests as well? Did you struggle with them? 
Um, I'd, I'd say I struggled a bit less. Well, actually, so it really depends on the day for me, if that makes any sense with the AP test, like with the AP physics test, it was a really noisy background and I couldn't get past the first question. I couldn't get my brain to work. I like flunked it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the AP Euro test, like I love that stuff and I was in a good environment and I got a five. So I'd say the standardized tests are harder because um, like with dyslexia and ADHD, like I flunked out of kindergarten. So I didn't really learn my multiplication facts and I was really learning my multiplication facts like for the SAT. And I'd say that that was one of the biggest clinchers with the time. And before we go on to SAT, ACT, did you have an idea going into high school, what you wanted to do in the future? Like, did you have an idea what you wanted to major in when you go to college? Yeah. So my mother is an immigrant and with that came like doctor or lawyer And I really wanted to make my parents proud. So I really thought doctor, lawyer, but then I was very lucky in high school. I did an internship every summer. Like I did hundreds of hours of research and I really kind of fought to find something because I really thought that I needed everything I possibly could to offset my bad standardized testing. And I did a few internships in medicine, one at Maine Medical Research Center, one through the NASA Maine Merits Program at the University of Southern Maine realized that I didn't really like medical research, also dissected a fetal pig, never again, so bad. (laughs) I still have nightmares. Like um, I was eating tuna for lunch that day and I haven't touched a tuna sandwich since, I think. But, and then I also, um, through a family connection, I like called everyone who like my aunts and uncles knew and ended up working for a very small law firm in Boston. And I learned that I also don't like the law because it's so many rules. There's no room for creativity. So I was able to figure out before going to college that I didn't want either of those fields, which is, I'm so grateful for, because otherwise I'd be studying for the LSAT right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to get into your internships later because I did see on like the site you mentioned them as well. But let's go to SAT, ACT first. Yeah. So tell me like the entire journey from the beginning. When did you start preparing the preparation for it, taking yeah. it? You did take it multiple times. And then what was the end result? Yeah, I think I started in sophomore year. First time I took it, I got, I think, like a 1400 flat, the SAT. Um, which is like outside the range of the top schools that I was looking at. Um, And I never really did any better on the SAT, even though I used Prep Scholar and I studied like for an hour every day in the summer, like I really went hard studying. And then I switched to the ACT, which ended up doing better on because of the calculators. And I, the first time I took it, I think I got like a 26. And then I gradually like figured out the science section and ended up with a 30 in the end. And which score did you submit to the schools that you applied to? So I only applied ED to the University of Chicago and I submitted because they super score the ACT. I ended up like being able to apply with a 31 to mm-hmm. UChicago. Yeah. Well, that's actually, that's great. And of course a score of 31 or like a 1400 is not low, but when it comes to top schools, yeah, you need to basically be perfect. So with those scores, I'm just curious, did anybody like your counselor, or your teachers, did they ever say like, oh, you probably won't get into these schools? 
Was yeah. there anybody that was discouraging and saying like, you're not going to get in because of these test scores? Yeah, definitely. So I went to a small public school where no one really goes to top schools. So my parents saved money and hired a college admissions consultant. And she basically told me like, don't bother applying like to Harvard, to Yale, et cetera. And I'd been like dreaming about Harvard since I was like four years old. Um, and she said, and I was, I was at a point where I was thinking of like EDing to Barnard, but like I wanted more. So I, even though Barnard is also a great school. So I looked at the U.S. news rankings and that year U Chicago was third and I'd never even heard of them, but I started researching them and I saw that they super score the ACT. And I saw that they um, care a lot about your essays and they let you be really creative with your essays. And I thought that this is a place that might actually appreciate me for the re- like the things that I'm proud of as opposed mm-hmm. to just my scores. So I decided I'd ED to U Chicago because I thought it was my best bet. Also, I thought that not as many people are EDing to Chicago as compared to like Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Columbia, et cetera. Great there. And we've gotten all the classes, SAT stuff like that out of the way. Let's go into your extracurriculars. So first let's go to internships and then we can talk about if you have anything else that you did as well. So with those internships, can you go, you know, one by one and explain what you did there? Like, and how, I guess, yeah, what you did there, what you learned from there? Yeah. So my first internship at Maine Medical Research Center, basically, I just did hours and hours of research online until I found this place. And they didn't take high school interns, but I contacted one of the uh, researchers and was able to kind of convince him to take me as an intern. There, I did a lot of like lab work, like centrifuging things and like pipetting things. And it was super cool. And I learned a lot about like human responses to trauma. Um, There was a lot that I didn't know, obviously, because I was working with even some medical students, but I just knew that I shouldn't be afraid to ask questions. And I asked and I asked and I learned and um, that it was an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, um, it was a program I heard about. NASA has this collaboration with um, local universities in some states where you can intern with a professor. And I interned with a professor studying biological trade-offs. Um, like uh, uh, organism is good at one thing, so they have to be bad at another thing. And then I did some research with that in long distance runners and It was around that time also that I was starting to worry about standardized tests. And that professor was just so incredibly supportive. And he would tell me, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so capable. And that really made me believe in myself and believe that I could go to a top school, even though my parents maybe didn't expect that much from me or like my test scores didn't seem to be good enough. And then the next one um, at a law firm in Boston um, was just a lot of figuring out that I didn't want to be a lawyer because everyone had always told me, oh, you'd be a great lawyer. And I think that I figured out that I wouldn't be a great lawyer. I'd be a great salesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can you tell us again? I mean, I'm a high schooler. You know, my friends are high schoolers as well. And one of the big things that people, at least in my school, because it's not a 
top school or anything, but it is quite competitive. So people are looking for internships. Yeah. yeah high school, you don't know how to do that. Can you tell me, again, starting from first, second, and third, how you found those internships and how yeah. you convinced those people, like, please take me on, let me learn from you? Yeah. So it was really a matter of um, a lot of internet research to see what is existing, like hundreds of hours of internet research, um, reaching out to people to see, oh, like I heard you did an internship. What did you do? Reaching out to professors, like cold emailing them. Sorry, you can hear the coffee maker in the background. Um, But, uh, and also pulling on my own network. Um, I was very fortunate that my aunt and uncle are lawyers and they knew other lawyers, but it was really just kind of being scrappy and, um, it's a lot harder than it should be, which is why um, now as a college student, I've started a company, Standout Search, to help high school students find these opportunities um, without all of the hassle and the worry and the hundreds of hours of research. And we'll definitely talk about that when we get to college experience, but let's go keep going with extracurricular. So you did those three internships. What other extracurriculars did you do throughout high school? Yeah, so I ran throughout high school, um, cross-country, track, trained every day, blew out my ankles. It's not worth it. Don't do that. Um, I also swam. Um, I also founded two student organizations, um, a philosophy club and the Real Facts Club, which was basically the idea of fostering more bipartisan corporation club. <laughs> cooperation and respect at my school. Um, Those were mostly like in the form of a group chat and we'd meet sometimes. There was also, um, I wrote and published a science fiction novel online. I also published a short story in a literary magazine. I didn't have a lot of friends. I just kind of worked constantly. (laughs) Okay, well, you just threw out a lot of impressive stuff at me. Let's start with the sports. So did you do those sports like all four years? What level did you make it to with both track, field, and cross-country and swimming? I mean, I was varsity in um, running, swimming. I sank like a log. Um, And I was like team captain at one point, MVP, but I was never like that great of a runner. It didn't really help me at all. I think that it helps me personally build discipline and perseverance. Like I think running is a great mental exercise, but... Looking back, I wish that I'd focused more on doing things that are unique to me and my professional aspirations and exploring more careers and creating things. Well, I mean, you ended up at a good place anyway, so yeah. you did it right. Okay, and what stood out me? You published a novel in a short story? Yeah, I published a um, science fiction novel online. Honestly, it's a bad novel. It's an awful book. Like if you read it, you'd like, you just die laughing. Um, But if you publish something online, like if you take the time to like write a 300 page novel, like it sounds impressive, like pro tip. Um, And there's this thing called the New England Young Writers Conference that teachers nominate you for. And every school in New England, I think has to nominate one person. And I was the only person who really did a lot of writing. Um, So they just nominated me. And while I was there, I really was obsessed with the idea of trying to get my book published to stand out to top universities. 
And I saw this guy who worked for a publishing company and I just kind of ran after him and asked him to lunch and um, told him that I really need to publish this novel. And he said, like, that's basically impossible. And I said, okay, um, what can I publish? And he says, oh, I run a literary magazine. Maybe you can try to publish a short story in it. So I think he published it just to kind of get away from me. <laughs> but that's that's a good life tactic, like run after people, never be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. That does sound very, very impressive. Wow. Wait, so you have so many interests. You you know, you don't want to be like a, something in medicine, you, like a doctor. You don't want to be a lawyer. But beyond that, did you know what you wanted to do? I thought I wanted to write the great American novel. I thought I'd be like Fitzgerald and I'd like go to Princeton and then brood and be cool and then write my novel and make a lot of money. Um, But then when I actually got to Chicago, I realized that creative writing is like any type of art ultimately comes down to connections and money. And um it's just not a very viable career path unless you make your money and your connections first. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see that. I see that. And you did say you founded two student organizations. Were these part of your school? Um, yeah, they were part of my school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The philosophy club were really, it was just like, like a 100 person group chat where once a week I'd be like, what is the meaning of life? Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? You know, like like those questions that plague us. Isn't all. that a essay prompt you Chicago uses as a hot dog sandwich? Those do sound like you Chicago essay prompts, which is why I was so excited when I discovered you Chicago essay prompts because I'd never even been to Chicago, but I just got this feeling. And and before that, I always thought like if I don't go to Harvard, I'm gonna die. I'm just gonna drop dead. But then I found myself eating to a faraway university in a city I'd never been to because it just felt right. And it still feels right. That's great. Do you have any other extracurriculars that you want to mention? Nope. <laughs> that was that was pretty much it. I was busy. It's okay. It's okay. And I guess we have two more aspects before we go on to, you know, schools and such. Yeah. So number one is recommendation letters. Like the same thing we've been doing. How did you, when did you start? How did you approach it? And then, you know, ultimately, who did you get them from? And if you could give some advice on getting recommendation letters. Yeah. So um, I had to do um, like one teacher because like that's mandatory. And honestly, choose the teacher who's the best writer and write it for them is what I'll tell you. Like sit down and write a list of all the things you are proud of that relate to that person that you did in that class or that teacher would have seen, like make it clear to them how you're selling yourself. And ultimately no one will be insulted by that. Just like phrase it as like, hi, Mr. Smith. Um, uh, This is some information about me to help you along. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to help. And they will genuinely appreciate that. But my biggest, most important recommendation letters came from the people I did internships with, because those proved that I can show up and I can do the work and I can learn in the real world. It doesn't matter what numbers I have on an exam. Like this is what I'm capable of. And that was what I felt most confident about when I was applying those recommendation letters. 
now we move on to one of my favorite things about you Chicago specifically, which is our essay prompts. Cause I visited again. It was my first time ever hearing about you Chicago when I visited there a couple years ago and their essay prompts. It was like so interesting. What would you do with like a, a gallon of mayonnaise or something? And then that one I think was one of them is a hot dog, a sandwich. So first let's go through the common app essay you wrote, but then let's get onto like the supplementals for you Chicago. So common app essay, what did you focus it on and how did you approach it? Yeah, so I come from kind of a unique family in that my grandmother has dementia and she lives with my family and my parents worked in the next in Boston, so like two states over. So I spent a lot of time taking care of her and um, or just like being there and watching her. And it made me very kind of aware of my own mortality in a way. And it made me think a lot about what how what how life is kind of precious and like what do I want to do with my life and I wrote about that and the conviction that I had that I wanted to make the most out of my life and contribute as much as possible to others and that going to um, a university like the University of Chicago would allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. Was it hard fighting an essay prompt or did you automatically know like this is what I want to write about? I think I started out writing something dumb about running and then I realized that was not the move. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, and with your essays, because you did mention earlier how you did want to shine through your essays and your extracurriculars. Yeah. I forgot my question. Essays and extracurriculars. Essays and extracurriculars. You Chicago essay? Yeah, let's just move on to those supplementals. I had another question about Common App, but I don't remember. Okay, so supplementals now. It's, what were the supplementals you had for You Chicago? And what was your approach? Because you, with those kinds of essay prompts, you don't know whether you want to be funny or yeah. like serious. So what were they? And then how did you, what did you write for those prompts? I wanted to write something that would just create emotion in anyone who read it. I wanted to write something that was like a good joke or a good movie that I could read aloud to the class and not even care if it was embarrassing because it was fun. And the prompt that I chose was, um, tell me about something vestigial that um, you still use. So basically uh, something that um, is an anachronism. And I wrote about um, my baby word, which was meep um, from like watching the Muppets. Mm -hmm. And I wrote about how like when I was little, all I would say was meep. And then throughout my life, I've still found ways to say meep. Like if you're in a car and some drunk person is erratically driving it, like you grab the handle and like you can like meep. Like it's just like something that you say, like with the people you're close to, like to make them laugh and Um, I wrote about how kind of everyone has something like that, like some like callback to childhood and to intimacy. And it was mostly just like a fun, wacky kind of essay, something that I enjoyed reading and I wanted to read to other people. Uh, Were there any other essay prompts, like supplemental essays for you, Chicago? Yeah. And for those, I just... I said that I wanted to be a writer and I researched the creative writing department there a lot. And I cited, I said, this is my goal as a writer. And this is how each of these programs that are at UChicago and are just at UChicago 
are necessary to reach that goal. It was very much like an argumentative essay. And with applying to U Chicago, I don't know if there are any other universities that have quite as unique essay prompts, but when you're applying and you get such essay prompts, they're, you know, wacky and they're not, they're out of the ordinary. What advice would you give for people who like don't know what to do? Like they don't know what to write, how to approach it, what the admissions officers are expecting. I think that the best advice I've been given is that you'll know if a school is a good fit for you if you enjoy answering the questions Mm -hmm. and if you're excited answering the questions. And I think try to read through the questions and figure out, is this like, is this a good question for me to answer? Like, is this a good school for me? And then just like read the questions early and don't have any pressure to write about it right then. Like go take a shower, think about it in the shower, think about it like on your, while you're walking your dog and see if you enjoy thinking about it. Okay. Good advice there. So you've already kind of mentioned why you chose you Chicago. And then I have a question. Why did you apply ED? That's, that's binding, right? So were you like that sure about you Chicago? I mean, I'd never even been there. No one in my community had ever even heard of it. I just, wanted to get into the best school possible to have the best resources available to me. And I looked at U.S. News and I looked at UChicago's admissions and I thought, it's UChicago. And I just stuck to my guns. And can you tell us about when you opened that acceptance letter, what did it say? How did you, how did you react to that? I was so relieved. I was just ready to be done with applying to colleges. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited to go and live somewhere else for the first time. So let's get on to college experience. Again, UChicago is a new, completely new city. You said you had not, not UChicago, Chicago is a new city. UChicago is a new place for you. So coming in, were you really nervous? Were you excited? Did you have anybody there? Did you meet anyone over the summer potentially? Or did you just come in like, complete complete stranger to the U Chicago campus? I met someone over the summer who I was close friends with for a while, but then she kind of disappeared. The people who you met early or meet early on tend to be fairly fleeting, but yeah, it was completely new. I showed up for my first day of pre-orientation and without, against, without knowing, I was asked out by the son of a very famous celebrity. And I just didn't know. And everyone started being really weird around me because of that. And then I found out and it was just this whole insane experience coming from a tiny <laughs> town in Maine. Um, it was it was terrifying. Um, and uh, that fizzled out. Um, I'm not really an attention seeking person. And eventually I started forming relationships with the people who kind of would be my family away from home. And um, it's hard and it's lonely at first, but you just have to focus on what you want and building a life for yourself and believe in yourself, which sounds cheesy, but yeah. You got asked out by the son of a celebrity? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you know which celebrity? I, I'd rather not say um, okay. to protect his privacy, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> pre-orientation you get asked out by celebrities so wow okay so I want to get through like I guess some how would you say some facts about you Chicago before we get specifically into your experience so tell us about you Chicago as a school 
you know, what are they really well known for? What programs do they like have, I don't know, the best professors at or something. And, you know, what is U Chicago campus? What does it look like? Is it pretty ugly? What is there to do around U Chicago? So tell me like all about that. Yeah. So where to start? Um, Chicago is known for economics, especially kind of more conservative economics, Milton Friedman, that kind of jazz. Um, I almost feel everyone here does economics and something. It's a big culture of double majoring. Honestly, I don't want to say this, but coming to Chicago and not at least somewhat immersing yourself in economics is kind of like going to a steakhouse and ordering a salad. Um, And with the quarter system, it moves super fast, but it gives you a lot of room to double major. The campus is so beautiful and it looks like Oxford or Cambridge because they chose stones that would look old really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, The buildings are just so big and imposing, but I think they make you feel important, which is exciting. Um, And you're just 20 minutes in an Uber away from downtown and amazing restaurants and this beautiful architecture. And it's like compared to some other cities, Um, it's a bit less expensive to partake in all of that, which is why it's a great place to be when you're young. I mean, yeah, I absolutely love Chicago when I went there. Just the most beautiful, not most beautiful city in the world, but it was just so amazing. You know, New York is kind of, I don't know, it's like stinky. When I go there, it smells a lot. But when I went to Chicago, it was so clean and nice. And you walk outside the best restaurant in New York City and you see a pile of garbage. Yeah, yeah, but you Chicago. I mean, and it has like, it has, you know, modern buildings that are like, you know, glass and so contemporary buildings. But then you have the, that clock tower. So it has like some older architecture, which is really nice. Yeah, we have a castle. Um, like, it's just like a castle, like a huge castle that's mm-hmm. our library. Yeah, wasn't it rated one of like the most beautiful libraries? Probably. Yeah. Have you, have you studied there? Do you study there a lot? Yeah, but it's just such a big cavernous room and root sound travels really easily. So like if you sneeze, a hundred people will hear you sneeze. If your phone goes off, like a hundred people are reaching for their phone. Like who called me? <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's get back to coming into Chicago. So tell me, how did you make friends? You said you didn't really know many people there. So coming in, how did you make friends? How was your first semester, basically, in terms of classes, the, you know, the change from high school to college? How did it all go for you the first semester? I found that I started out with a group, certain group of friends, and um, those friendships kind of fizzled out and were replaced by, um, like, you kind of start with a group of people, and some of them stay, and some of them go, and you kind of figure out um, who your stronger relationships are over the course of that first year, which can be challenging. I just really focused a lot on school because coming from such a small town where it's pretty easy to do well in school, I was really afraid that I was just going to fail when I got there. So I worked really hard. And honestly, I figured out that most of doing well in college is just kind of showing up, like get your essay done early enough to show it to the TA and see if there's anything wrong with it. Like start studying a few weeks in advance, go to office hours, ask the professor, like what's going to be on the exam. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us about 
we'll, we'll go to classes because that's obviously a very interesting thing. But number one, dorms. Can you give us a quick, I guess, spiel on dorms? How are the dorms at U Chicago? I was in what's supposed to be the worst dorm, I house. It's very far away from campus. I ate like crap, um, but I perpetually lost weight because I was walking so much. But I mean, it, it was living in a castle surrounded by a lot of other people my own age. I mean, of course, like you're sharing a bathroom, et cetera. But for me, I, I, I loved being in that environment surrounded by people like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're hearing like people like doing things and maybe some people would be like oh my god I don't want but I mean I I basically grew up in the woods if I heard something in the middle middle of the night it's like a bear eating a moose you know (laughs) okay okay how about the food situation at you Chicago I hated the food I hated the food really I mean I really didn't like it because I'm a picky eater. Some of my friends who have dined in like a lot of amazing restaurants still liked it. But for me, I ate a lot of French fries and cereal. Mm-hmm. But Because when I went to U Chicago, we did the information session and then we had a tour guide. He talked about some sort of grilled cheese station that he really liked. And then some like other things that happen weekly at U Chicago. That's very interesting there. Um. I mean, I think I'm just picky. Like, there's certainly things to eat for. I mean, I like you can eat ice cream. Like, the ice cream's good. The pizza's decent. Mm-hmm. So it's just all on preference. Yeah, it's it's all on preference. Like, I promise you, you won't starve. Mm-hmm. Bartlett is the worst dining hall, though. Bartlett. Bartlett. Okay. Good to note there. So let's go on to classes at U Chicago coming in. Was it just like gen ed stuff that you were completing? You didn't really think about major. You were just completing your general education requirements. Yeah. The core takes up a lot of your time at U Chicago. It takes up pretty much your whole first year. Um, I'm a junior and I just finished in the spring, my last core requirement. Mm-hmm. And coming into college, can you tell us about the sort of, I guess we could say transition from high school classes to college? Like what, what was the difference there? Cause It's not an easy transition. I've interviewed enough people to know that. And each person has a different reason as to why they struggled their first semester, their first year. So can you share your story on how that transition was for you? Yeah, so things move a lot faster and there's a lot less handholding. So you have to be disciplined about studying. You have to make sure you ask questions, make sure you go to office hours, make sure that you're disciplined with your time management and you get things done quickly enough to um, be able like ask the TA, like, did I do this right? Also, into when it comes to any professor you're writing an essay for, they all have different ideas of how you're supposed to write an essay. So before you write your first essay, sit down with the professor and ask them how to write a good essay. But also, ultimately, I think with any type of project or any type of essay like as long as you get it done soon enough you can figure out exactly what's wrong with it and bring it up to an a okay sounds good there and can you tell me about you do major in economics and creative writing so after you i guess completed your gen ed requirements how did you arrive upon your majors um economics because all the all the other kids were doing it and i didn't want to be poor 
um, and creative writing because it was what I loved doing. Mm -hmm. But eventually through the economics major, um, I, I actually applied to this program where I could take classes at the Booth School of Business. And what's in, is that a different like? Yeah, the Booth School of Business is U Chicago's MBA program. Um, Forbes actually ranks them um, like the top MBA right now, which is pretty cool. But yeah, while I was taking classes there, I discovered entrepreneurship and it just kind of clicked for me that uh, entrepreneurs are like writers, except the things that they create actually exist in the real world. Um, so after that, I was hooked and economics became the more interesting thing for me. I have a question. How were you able to take classes at the MBA school, which is a postgraduate thing? How were you able to do that? I got into this special program called the Dugan Scholars Program, which they're actually unfortunately discontinuing. But basically, the program allows you to take uh, 300 level like graduate classes with graduate students. That's interesting. So it's it does it like countered your um, degree? Does it show up any or anything? So I'm a business economics major. So um, like a few of them counted to, towards my degree. The thing that you have to understand is that UChicago created a business economics major where um, some booth professors would teach undergraduate level classes for that major, which is why they phased out the program where you're taking classes actually at booth. It's it's confusing. We're gonna, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. And now I want to talk about your internships and then your organization. So you interned at two venture capitalist firms. Okay, that sounds so interesting. Can you tell us about, was you Chicago part of like helping you find an internship? And then where were these internships? And, you know, what did you do in them as well? Yeah. So the first one was kind of nepotism. My father worked at a startup and it was in the portfolio of this venture capital firm. And my father said, hi, like, to his boss. My daughter is a student at UChicago. And at that point, I had a 4.0 GPA, which is um, almost like a creative writing major. And um, they were impressed by that. And they interviewed me and I got a job there at Point Pro Six Ventures in Boston, which was an incredible experience. I got to talk to all of these founders and figure out those are the people who I want to be. And after that, I applied through um, uh, through U Chicago to another um, VC firm in Boston, Newstack Ventures. And because I already had the experience from Point Four Six, it wasn't too difficult to get that job. And I stayed there for a month before um, going back to Point Four Six for a fellowship where they would help me start my company. And can you tell me about a little bit about how UChicago helped you find your second internship? Does UChicago have some special program advisors to help students with this stuff? Um, they definitely have advisors, um, which can be really helpful. They also just have newsletters with tons and tons of internships. Also, um, the, inter the university will provide grants for pretty much any unpaid internship you find. And did you get a grant for the, for the yeah. second internship? Um, yeah, I got, I've had a grant every summer that I've been at UChicago. That's great. And let's go on to your organization. So I'll let you take it from here. Can you tell us about it? You know, how did you find it? And then 
where are you guys right now? Yeah. So I started it while I was working at Point 406 Ventures, and we are a startup called Standout Search. We help high school students find internships and other resume building opportunities. So we're about a year in, and we started out working with a school in New York. We found 150 opportunities for their students, placing them in venture capital, in um, wealth management, at startups, at top universities, um, at clubs at top universities. Uh, Lots of really cool opportunities that um, we were able to kind of leverage through our own connections. And right now we're transitioning towards working with individual students and families to match them with opportunities. So Mm -hmm. if anyone listening is uh, curious or is looking for a summer internship or a school year internship opportunity, uh, feel free to shoot me an email. I can give you all my email. Yeah, yeah. you can email me your email and I'll put the link to, because I did visit your site, I'll put the link to that down below as well in the I guess we can call it description box. So one thing I want to ask for high schoolers seeking internships, like what would you recommend they try to find, especially if the student doesn't know what they want to do, what would you recommend they do to find an internship for themselves? So start by thinking about one potential career option that you might consider, because it's a good thing too, if you're able to eliminate it, because at least you've gotten a little bit closer to figuring it out. So figure out, the first field that you're going to try to look at and then see if there's anyone within your personal network who works in that field. If not, then just go online and search for existing opportunities in that field and try to find um, kind of like small time firms and uh, like small business owners within that field or professors, just people who have autonomy over their own time and what they do and send them cold emails and you'll get rejected again and again, but keep going. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a hard process, but it's so, so worth it. Also, startups um, are, are always a good place to look. So just like going on the internet and searching in your area? Searching in your area, there are a lot of places nowadays that will also do a virtual internship. Um, so if there's a, say, a small law firm in a faraway city, you could say, like, I'll work for you virtually, just send me the files. Also, if you start by offering to do a small task, as opposed to asking them for an internship, they're more likely to accept. And then you can kind of leverage that into an internship. That's very good advice there. Obviously, listen to that. And I have a, a, one more thing I'm curious about before we wrap up here. Are you planning to get a postgraduate degree once you uh, finish up undergraduate? Yes, actually. I just uh, applied to the deferral program for UChicago Booth, and I got in. Basically, thank you. Thank you. Basically, what it means is within the next five years, I can go to Booth at any time. If I go within the next two years, then I only have to do one year and I can save half my tuition. And UChicago has a really cool thing where if you've taken um, six Booth classes, either at the undergraduate or the graduate level, by the time you graduate, 
then you don't have to take the GMAT in order to apply to Booth, which was amazing for me and my standardized testing skills. That's great. Congratulations there. And I guess a couple more things. So why would you, what would you recommend, like, how would you say this? Why would you recommend UChicago to a high school student who's thinking about where to apply? You know, what, what is the thing about UChicago that I guess other universities don't offer? Or what is the reason that a student should come to UChicago from your perspective, obviously? I think that we have the best economics department and, uh, resources in the country. I'm I'm biased though. I think that we also have such access to booth, which is really unique. If you're a business-minded student, we have um, complete access to downtown. It's just a hop, skip and a jump away with like incredible restaurants, incredible bars. Um, It's very easy to uh, spend a day in the city but also to have the comfort of the campus and to be able to sit and lie in the grass in a beautiful place surrounded by beautiful buildings. You have the lake, which is right there. Um, If you're someone like me, who's always grown up by the ocean, I I really can't say enough good things, but ultimately it actually challenges you to figure out who you are and to find new ways of learning and pushing yourself in order to succeed, which I find really rewarding. Have you heard or have you been to this restaurant? It's not in Chicago. It's near the Chicago campus called Soul Tacos. Yes. Yes. Soul Taco is very, very big here. Everyone loves Soul Taco. I went there when I visited right after my tour. It was the most incredible combination I've ever had in my life. Yeah. yeah, Soul Taco is definitely uh, a good reason to come here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so last thing is, I guess, advice. So and this, I do this with everybody. What is one piece of advice you would give to high schoolers right now? And you can, if you want, you can give advice to someone who has, you know, dyslexia or ADHD or struggles with standardized testing, and they still want to aim for these schools, but they don't know if they can like get in. So you can give advice to that or just high school students in general. And then another piece of advice for college students as well. So I'd say the biggest piece of advice coming from me is do an internship in high school in a field that interests you, because if you're a student like me and you struggle with standardized tests, this is a way that you can prove that when it comes to the real world, you can hold your own. And also, if you come to college having at least some idea or like a better idea of if you actually want to go into the field you're interested in, or um, if you know that you don't want to go into the field you thought you were interested in, you will save yourself a lot of time and a lot of hassle. Um, I was very fortunate that I didn't have to take Gen Chem, for example. So definitely pull your resources, try to do an internship. I'd avoid um, some of those summer programs given out by universities because I've talked to college admissions consultants and admissions people, and they really don't help you get into that school. Also, if I'm Stanford and I see that you did a Harvard summer camp, I'm going to be maybe a little jealous. I'm going to feel like I'm not your first choice. So that's for high schoolers. For college students, what I'd say is that right now I notice 
the best and brightest people all going after the same industries. Like they're a lot, most of them are going after consulting and finance. Um, some people are going after law. Some people are going after medicine. But what I'd say is that this is the time in your life to take risks and to find your own niche in the world, something that you enjoy and that you can be really good at. And you should really try to find that thing. And if that thing is finance or consulting, then like, that's great. Like go, go for it, do it. But don't be so scared of the world. Find, find your thing. That's very deep, but that's very true. Thank you very much for coming on, Estelle. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. That's it for my interview with Estelle. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you subscribe. Make sure to check out Estelle's organization, Stand Out Search. I left the link to her website and her email down below. Next week, I'll be releasing an interview with Dr. Shirag Shamasian of Shamasian Academic Counseling. He specializes in elite school admissions and medical school admissions. You do not want to miss that. And I hope to see you then. Music